0: My name is Rick Renner and I'm in Moscow standing in front of a colossal statue of Felix Dzerzhinsky. Felix Dzerzhinsky was the leader of the secret police under Vladimir Lenin when the communist regime first began. This man was equipped with prosecuting powers. He arrested thousands upon thousands of people. Many people were sent to the gulags and to prison camps. And many people simply disappeared because they were killed at the orders of this man. He was viewed by the Russian speaking people as a monster. He used to stand in front of the KGB, but in 1991, when the Soviet powers collapsed, the city voted to dismantle him and remove him. And I want to tell you that Jesus voted to dismantle and remove the devil's prosecuting powers in your life. The devil may try to take you down, but Jesus dealt with him. He's been removed. And today I want to talk to you about how to construct a wall so he'll never try to get back into your life to take you down again
1: stay tuned for a teaching you can trust a message that will inspire strengthen and equip you with vital insight
0: and understanding from the Word of God here's Rick the devil is looking for a way to get into your life He's looking for some loophole or some violation that you've committed. And that's usually the place he'll use to find access into your personal affairs. That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. And it's really important. I want to begin by telling you that first John chapter four, verse four says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We have no reason to be afraid of the devil, but we're stupid if we don't realize that there is a devil there really is a devil now some people say well I don't like all this talk about the devil why do we have to be concerned about the devil well let me ask you this Do you have a security system on your car why do you have a security system on your car because you don't want anyone getting into your car or how about your house do you have an alarm system on your house if you have an alarm system on your house does that mean you're in a lack of faith no it means you're smart you're putting up a defense to make sure a thief never gets inside your house. well, Peter says to us, be sober, be vigilant. That word vigilant we've seen really means be on high alert, build a wall, put up a barricade, do everything you can. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. There is an enemy out there. And just like you don't want a car thief getting into your car, or a thief getting into your house. You don't want the devil getting into your life. So you need an alarm system. You need a security system. You need to be on high alert. That is what the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, and that's where we're going to pick up today. But first, I want to remind you that we're offering you my series called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. It's a 10-part series based on these programs, but it comes with a wonderful study guide. And the study guide has all the Greek words that I use. You know, people write me all the time, and they're asking me questions about Greek words, how to spell Greek words. They're writing me by email, by social media, and I appreciate everything that you write to me. Thank you so much. Write to me. I love it when you write, when you ask questions, or when you request prayer. We're here for you. But in the study guide, I'll give you a lot of information that probably you would like to have. It comes with the 10-part series. It's really wonderful. The back of the series says, in these messages, Rick, that's me, exposes the fact that cracks in the personal walls of our lives allows the devil to enter our territory and steal what is ours. He's a kleptomaniac. He wants whatever you have simply because it's his nature to steal. So he wants to find a way to get into your house, get into your family, get into your kids, get into your health, just to take whatever is yours because he's a thief. That's his nature. So how do you build a wall so strong? The enemy can never penetrate your territory. What steps do you need to take to ensure he never gains a foothold in your life? Make no mistake. The devil's goal is your annihilation but you can keep him out of your life, knowing how to do it is vital, and that's what this series is all about. And it comes with this little book called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. It's 100 pages, and this is a little book that really says something. These 100 pages are loaded with information. Tomorrow I'm going to be reading a little bit from this book. It's really important that you get this book because it will help you be equipped to deal with the strategies of the enemy against your life. But today, let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 and pick up where we left off in the last program. And today, again, I'm going to be reading from my notes because I have a lot of information I want to share with you. And I pray it's more than information. I pray it's really revelation that will make a difference in the way you live your life. But in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Peter who is an elder in the church, is speaking to his readers, and he's giving them very practical advice about how to live their lives. And he says to them, 1 Peter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. We have to begin again with that word, devour, because it tells us what is the devil's intention if, if he finds access into your personal affairs. If he gets in, he wants to devour you. And we've already seen the word devour really does not mean to eat the meat, but it means to slurp the juices. Now, if you read the verse, it says he walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So it seems like it's the picture of a lion. Well, a lion, when he kills his prey, eats the meat. So usually when people read this verse, that's what they mentally see, a lion chomping on the meat, eating the meat of a victim that the lion has killed. However, the word devour is the Greek word pino. And the word pino means to drink, or in this verse, it really means to slurp, which means Peter's telling you and me, if the devil gets into your life, make no mistake. What he wants to do is not just maul you, victimize you, harm you, eat you, Devour you. He wants to so totally consume you that there's nothing left of you but juices, and then he wants to slurp you up. There's nothing left of you whatsoever. I have seen this kind of destruction take place in people's lives so many times. The devil gets in, and because they don't respond correctly to an attack, wow, destruction begins to take place in their private lives. It goes from one area, then it goes into another area and the devil keeps extending his tentacles into other areas until finally their entire life is filled with destruction and the devil literally slurps them up. Maybe you feel like you've experienced some of that. Maybe in your friendships, your friendships have been destroyed. How in the world did the devil get in? Maybe your children are under attack. Well, then you need to be wise. You need to say, how did he get in? Maybe your health is under attack. Well, rather than just say, oh, my health is under attack, maybe you need to see how to shut the door so the devil no longer has access into your health or your marriage or your finances or any other area in your life. He's looking for a way to get in. You need to close every door and seal every crack. And if he's already found his way in, then you need to use the weapons of warfare to drive him out that Peter understood all of this. And therefore, Peter's speaking to his congregation like a wise pastor. and speaking to you and me. He's pleading with us, be sober, be vigilant, because, he tells us why, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. We've already seen that the word sober, the Greek word nephi, I want to review this very quickly, means to be sober or not drunk or to be free from the deliriums, delusions, and hallucinations that may accompany drunkenness, to think straight, not like a silly drunk. I really like that translation. To be free of silly thinking, and hence able to have presence of mind and clear judgment, enabling you to be in control of your thinking rather than be controlled by urges, impulses, whims, or fluctuating emotions. To have one's wits about himself, to be rational as opposed to irrational to be free from a drunken state in which one drops his guard and is more likely to give way to foolish behavior, unreasonable conversations, and detrimental decisions, or the word sober, the Greek word nepho means to be serious-minded. Wow. Wake up. Be serious. Stop dropping your guard. Think straight, not like a silly drunk. And then Peter says, not only be sober, but be vigilant. And we saw in yesterday's program that the word vigilant is the Greek word Gregorio. Now if your name is Greg or Gregory, that's where your name comes from. It comes from this Greek word Gregorio, which is translated be vigilant in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. And we saw that this word Gregorio means to be aroused from sleep as opposed to being drowsy, to be awake as opposed to sleepy and negligent, to be watchful, as opposed to careless and non-attentive, to give strict attention to, to be cautious, to be watchful, to be on high alert, to put up one's guard against a sinister outside force or enemy. And in fact, the word vigilant was primarily used when there was an enemy on the outside that wanted to get on the inside. Well, when you know there's someone evil that wants to get inside, What do you do? Do you say, well, we'll just see what happens when he attacks? Of course not. You do something to stop the attack. You take preventative action to make sure the attack never takes place. That's why you have an alarm system on your car. That's why you have an alarm system on your house. That's why you have all kinds of preventative programs on your computer to make sure your computer can't be hacked. That's because you're trying to stop something From happening that could potentially take place. And now Peter is saying to us, take preventative action. Build a wall of defense. Be sober. Quit dropping your guard. Wake up. Quit being drowsy about this serious situation. Be serious minded. Be vigilant. Build a wall of defense. There's someone evil who wants to get inside. And now you need to do something to stop it from happening. And he tells us who that someone is. He says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, Your adversary, the devil. Today we're going to be focusing on that word, adversary. And I really believe there's going to be a revelation in this for you. The word adversary is a very unique Greek word. It is a Greek word, antidikos, A word whose usage was well established, especially in Greek culture, and in Greek of the first century. The word antidekas, which in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, is translated adversary, now I want you to listen carefully, is the Greek word to describe a lawyer who argued in a court of law. A lawyer who argued in a court of law. A prosecuting attorney arguing a case. So first of all, it's a lawyer who argues in a court of law, It is a prosecuting attorney arguing a case. It is a prosecuting attorney who argues vehemently against the accused. An adversary in a lawsuit, or listen to this, and this is really good. An accuser or a prosecutor who attempts to bring a guilty charge against a person on the basis of information from past actions or deeds. I'm going to say that again. An accuser or a prosecutor, the Greek word "antidikos," who attempts to bring a guilty charge against a person on the basis of information from past actions or deeds, or it is a prosecutor who brings formal charges against the accused based on some legal violation. Well, think about the work of a prosecutor in our world. What does a prosecutor do? A prosecutor prosecutes. And how does he prosecute? He can't just bring random charges against a person. He has to have evidence. He has to have information of some past violation, some law that they have broken. And with that information in hand, he then proceeds to prosecute them with the intention to take them down. Now, I want us to look at some examples of this word, antidekas, as it's used in the Bible, we're going to look at four scriptures. The first scripture we're going to see is Matthew 5, verse 25. And in Matthew 5, 25, the word antidekas, the word adversary, really the Greek word for a prosecutor, is used twice in one verse. Jesus is speaking, and it says, agree with your adversary quickly. That word adversary is the Greek word antidekas. Agree with your adversary quickly while you're in the way with him, Lest at any time the adversary, he uses it again, the Greek word anti delivers you to the judge, and the judge delivers you to the officer, and you be cast into prison. The Greek would be better translated like this. Agree with the prosecutor quickly. Lest at any time the prosecutor delivers you to the judge. Or how about Luke 12, verse 58. Jesus said, when you go with your adversary... That's the same word we're looking at, the Greek word antidekas. When you go with your adversary to the magistrate, as thou art in the way, give diligence that thou mayest be delivered from him, lest he hail you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the officer, and the officer cast you into prison. You can see in this verse, there's a whole legal process that's taking place. But in Luke 12, verse 58, the verse we're looking at, the word adversary is actually the Greek word antidekas, A better translation would be this. When you go with your adversary, that is, the prosecutor who is bringing legal charges against you based on evidence of wrongdoing. You see, he's prosecuting based on the evidence of wrongdoing. Listen to Luke 18, verse 3. Jesus says, And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. That word adversary, again, the Greek word, Antidikos, and here it describes the ruthless prosecution of an attorney or a prosecutor. A better translation would be, And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me from the attacks of my adversary, who is ruthlessly trying to prosecute me and take me down. Or we come to 1 Peter 5, verse 8, which is the scripture we're looking at where Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Again, the word adversary being the Greek word antidekos, You could actually translate 1 Peter 5, verse 8 like this, and listen very careful. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, like a prosecuting attorney, is searching for some loophole in your life, some place of spiritual violation where you have broken a spiritual law. And like a prosecuting attorney, he will try to use that evidence to legally prosecute you and take you down. I hope you're listening to me. This is very important teaching. Listen to this. I'm going to say it to you again. A translation of the Greek word antidekos in the context of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Listen again. Be sober, be vigilant, because the devil, like a prosecuting attorney, is searching for some loophole in your life, some place of spiritual violation where you have broken a spiritual law. And like a prosecuting attorney, he will try to use that evidence to legally prosecute you and take you down. That is what the word adversary, the Greek word antidekos means. Now, we've already seen the devil's looking for some place, some entry point into our lives. Now, in this verse, Peter is so good to tell us what kind of entry point the devil's looking for. Peter says the devil operates like an adversary, like an antidekas. He works like a prosecuting attorney. And I'm going to read you from my notes. The devil looks for areas of violation. Are you listening? This is why you need to be sober and you need to be serious. The devil looks for areas of violation. Areas where you've done something wrong or where you have violated some spiritual law and that is what he will seek. He will look for a loophole to use To attack you and attempt to prosecute you and take you down. You see, the greater one lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You're secure in Christ. But if you have violated a law, then you've created an open point through which the devil can enter into your life. And I'm going to give you some practical examples. Very practical examples. Six of them. Credit cards. What happens If you abuse your credit cards, you end up with a financial problem. And some people think that when a new credit card shows up in the mail, that's the answer to their dilemma. God has sent them another credit card so they can charge more. But the truth is, by abusing their credit cards, they have created an entry point. They have violated rules. They have violated common sense, and the devil will find it. And he'll get into their finances. And then usually the believer screams, pray for me, the devil's in my finances. Well, the devil had no right to get into your finances. He didn't have that authority. Unless you opened a door. He found a loophole. He found some area of violation. You probably need to repent for not being wise about your credit cards. Or how about example number two, a wrong diet people who gain all kinds of weight and they say, oh, I'm struggling with my weight and I'm not trying to be condemning. I've struggled with weight a lot in my life. But the truth is, if you eat fast food all the time and you eat the wrong time of the day and you eat the wrong food, you're going to mess up your body. You're going to gain weight. You're going to have chemical problems. You're going to have blood pressure problems. Then you can cry and say, oh, the devil's in my health. I'm under such attack physically. How did he get in there? How did he get in there? He does not have that authority unless someone opened the door for it. Or how about just not taking time to physically rest and recover? I have to confess that I've been guilty of this many times. The majority of times when I become physically sick is because I have not taken time to rest and recover after doing a lot of work. And because I don't give my body time to rest and recover, a door is opened and through that door I get sick. I'm just telling you the truth. It's common sense. Or how about not ever spending time with your spouse? You're busy all the time. You never talk. You never go out. You never have coffee. No fellowship between the two of you. And then you begin to complain that it seems that you've become very distant in your relationship and you're drifting apart. Well, what in the world happened? Common sense. If you don't spend time with your spouse, you're going to create a place, an access point, through which the devil will get into your marriage. Or how about not giving your tithe? That's violating the spiritual law. The devil knows whether you tithe. And if you don't tithe, the devil knows that and he'll use that as an entry point to bring a financial curse into your life. Or how about not being consistent with your children? You yell and scream at your kids. You say you're going to discipline them and then you never follow through. And what happens? It creates a door for your children to begin disbelieving you. They don't believe you'll ever really exercise authority or that you'll ever really do what you say. It's just all threats, and it creates in your children an attitude of disrespect for authority, and disrespectful children grow up to be disrespectful adults. How in the world did this mass take place? Well, probably through some kind of a violation. Now, this is a very common-sense approach to why we come under attack. But Peter says to us, the devil operates like an adversary. He is a prosecuting attorney. Or as we've seen, the devil looks for areas of violation. He looks for areas where you've done something wrong or where you have violated some spiritual law. And that is where he will seek to find a loophole to attack you and attempt to prosecute you and take you down. Now, if you have violated some spiritual law, and because of your violation, the devil, who is a prosecuting attorney, is now in your life, wrecking havoc in your life. What should you do? First of all, ask God for forgiveness. Confess it according to First John chapter 1, verse 9. Put it under the blood. And once it is under the blood, then you have the authority to spiritually begin pushing the devil back out of your life. God does not intend for you to be victimized by the devil. We all make mistakes, but through the act of repentance and because of the blood of Jesus, we can put it all under the blood and then begin to be vigilant about the way we live our lives. We can begin constructing ourselves in such a way that the devil stops finding access into our lives. Wow. Peter goes on to say, He's not just an adversary, he's a devil. What does that word devil mean? That's what I'm gonna talk to you about in the next program. But I'll be back in just a moment. Do you
1: feel like you're under attack? In your relationships, your finances, your health? The Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and made life more abundant. You can have victory in your relationships, your finances, and your health by learning how to keep the devil out of your life. In Rick's 10-part teaching series, How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life, you'll learn that our lives are under constant assault by the enemy, and he is always looking for a way in. But you can have victory over the devil by learning how to build a spiritual wall of defense around you and those you love. Available in physical and digital formats, starting at just $20. You'll learn how to guard against the attacks of the enemy and fight back when you choose to believe God and commit to his word. In addition to the teaching series, you can also get Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. This book gives you a fresh understanding of the armor of God. The spiritual weapons of war and how you can defeat every lie of the devil and live in victory every day available for just ten dollars this powerful resource will give you the tools you need to go on offense against the enemy don't miss this special offer how to keep the devil out of your life and or the companion book spiritual weapons to defeat the enemy call now or go to renner.org to order
0: The fact is, we live in a world where there is a devil. We may not like that, but like it or not, there is a real devil in the world. And the devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And you've got to do something to stop him, or he'll bring all that destructive work into your life. I'm talking about into your life. You. This is not something that happens to people in Africa. This is something the devil wants to do in you and inside your house. And you have to do something to stop it. And that's why I've prepared for you this new series called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. It's a very practical series based on these programs with a wonderful study guide so you can really internalize all the teaching which I'm giving you on this subject. And it comes with my book called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. The subhead says, Overcoming the Wiles." devices and deception of the devil. Tomorrow I'm going to be reading a little bit from this book about who is the devil, how does he operate, what does the Bible say about the word devil. But this package is really powerful. I want to encourage you to order it. I believe it will make a difference in your life or in the life of your Bible study group. Wow! Now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that the Word of God is true. I thank you that you did not leave us in an ignorant state But you have informed us about the enemy. And you've told us to be sober. And you've commanded us to be vigilant. And you've told us the devil's looking for a loophole to get into our life. So help us, Lord, to really analyze our lives. To see if we've had any kind of a violation that's created an entry point for him. And help us through the act of repentance to close every door and seal every crack. In Jesus' name. Remember... Ecclesiastes 8.4, it says where the word of a king is, there's power. Let that word release its power in your life today. And I'll see you in the next program.
1: Rick Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening and rescuing lives for the glory of God together we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity